It's a new day. Yes, it is. Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark to talk about a very special episode of Monday Night Raw. John and I were talking before the show went on the air, and I already know we have very different opinions about this. I literally have tears in my eyes. John's going to give me crap off the air because he's thinking it's not, not a beautiful thing, or at least it's not as, maybe not as beautiful as, as I'm thinking it is right now i don't even care what happens next everybody like biggie is the wwe champion and yes all right there's plenty of like things not great about this and we'll get into it we'll talk about it like i can i can firmly admit like it's not a perfect moment all right it's it's not uh absolutely you know perfect and very few things in wrestling are but my gosh biggie is a WWE champion this is exactly what we needed although the execution was not great i'm gonna hold on to the fact that it was a, a beautiful moment we're gonna talk all about it uh but real quick before we do just want to remind you all that this show like everything we do here is uh is available on all of our streaming platforms soundcloud spotify youtube podcast whatever it may be we've got you covered so leave a like and subscribe boy the hate the, the comments are already coming in hermit carson congratulations biggie and first and foremost yes congratulations to biggie this man deserves this so much i've been wanting this for him for so long i i'm a huge huge fan uh of biggie of the performer of the person that he at least seems like i just already agree that he deserves it um that's chris thinks she called it as you know i think it, this had appeared to be at least a possibility now john let's walk through this here for a minute uh, where we we had thought we were going to get uh, Bobby Lashley defending the title against Randy Orton in Extreme Rules, and we were supposed to get a Raw Tag Title match uh, this week, and then on SmackDown they announced, no, 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 we're going to get Lashley and Orton on on Raw for the title. So then, you know, the winds of change started brewing there, and then I think it was earlier today, Fightful Select reporting that Biggie would be on Monday Night Raw, and shortly thereafter, Biggie literally tweeted. I intend to cash in tonight. And then the, the internet collectively lost its mind. He's everyone's like, is, are they serious? Is, is he going to cash in? Is he actually, is he going to cash in successfully? Um, and he did like they, they, they had set this up all night long. We did get last year versus Orton. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. Lashley won pretty fair and square, uh, a pay-per-view level match in, in, in its own right there. Uh, and then during a post-match beatdown, Bobby tweaked his leg, biggest music hits. He comes down. Uh, he kicks out of the spear that had just put Randy Orton down. So they're there in itself looking pretty darn good there. And then he hits the big ending for the victory. He celebrates with a new day. Now, I'm going to run through some of these comments here. Anessa saying he's not surprised at all, but she's still happy. Uh, Michael Campos saying no one's more deserving. Congratulations. Uh, let's see. Lots of stuff. So many people uh, chiming in here, and I appreciate you. Gavin Coombs saying so happy for Biggie. Hopefully he does what he said he wants. Brings his surname back. Biggie Langston. Robert D. Fleece uh, of, of our team here is very, very passionate about that. He wants to see Biggie get his name back uh, so that it would be Biggie Langston. Biggie Langston, the WWE champion there. Now, of course, part of the narrative here is that AW Dynamite defeated Raw in the demographic rating last week, and a lot of the narrative has been that Raw would do something drastic uh, to match that or, or well, or to counter it, to respond to it. Uh, so then when they, they moved the, the title match up to Raw in the first place, some people were like, oh, okay, you know, that, that's that's something. And then they, they announced some other things. A U.S. title open challenge where Jeff Hardy accepted it. They announced that uh, just shortly before, I think it was like 5 o'clock or so. Uh, and then they announced Sean Furley. Like they, they, they clearly tried to load up the card, and then you factor in the, the title match there. Uh, obviously we'll keep talking about it, but John, you know, let's, I want to hear your thoughts, you know, and then I'll, because I don't want to keep like hammering home on it here, but you know, I'm, I'm sitting here uh, expressing the fact that, or in my opinion, this is a beautiful thing. We're getting DJ Gassier saying he deserves it waiting for a Kofi heel turn. I mean, they could have done some things to kind of set up the next step here, but they decided to go with a very happy, uh, closing moment of Biggie celebrating with New Day. And I like that. And David, uh, Blakowski is saying, uh, well deserved Biggie deserves a big time all of these comments saying Biggie deserves it and I don't think you disagree with that I, I imagine you would agree that Biggie deserves it I'm I imagine you're you're uh, less than thrilled with the ex with, with the execution am I, am I right in saying that yeah so you're right about both of those I, I definitely think he deserves it I mean when from the moment that we saw him win money in the bank I think we kind of knew that it wasn't going to be Roman Reigns clearly that he was going to cash in on um it's interesting that I didn't take this into consideration. Uh, I mean, obviously, we all know that tonight is the first Monday Night Football game 
combine that with the fact that Dynamite had a better demo, which, I mean, I get it, but still, the overall rating wasn't really anywhere close, but I get that the advertisers and stuff look at the demo, I get that, but the fact of the matter is that they wanted something big. Uh, I'll get to the execution part in a minute about what I didn't like, but uh, I, I want to point out that when when they kind of set this up earlier today and and did exactly what they said they were going to do is a part of what I, what I don't like about the execution. The fact that it was a quite obvious attempt to draw eyeballs to the screen. And of course we'll see if it worked tomorrow. They might main, I think if they maintain a rating of what they got last week, that would be a win because usually they would drop on the first Monday night game of the year. But I think the fact that they pretty much said what they were going to do and then they actually did it takes takes a little bit of it away for me. Not to mention the fact that Lashley just kind of like we've seen him have matches over the past couple months where he's kicked out of numerous finishers. Biggie hits one finisher, he doesn't kick out, and that's the end of it. Uh, I, I just and I think we're on the we're on the path to getting a rematch between these two at extreme roles. I think that's what you have to do here. Uh, people have been, I've already seen people saying that, you know, well, this isn't going to last because Goldberg and Lash are going to have a rematch. Look, we already know their rematch is likely going to be non-title. Goldberg already said he doesn't want the title. That feud is fine. That feud isn't going anywhere. Uh, it's intriguing to have, to have Biggie win. I mean, he has been holding steady in the top 10 of our universal rankings. He was number nine this week. Uh, we'll see tomorrow where where he. I mean, obviously he's going to jump up from nine. We'll see. We'll see how far he lands tomorrow at four. But uh, you have an intriguing aspect of you could have Bobby and MVP just go after Orton and Riddle, but that doesn't seem to be the direction we're going to take after after tonight. But all in all, the exciting factor. I mean, obviously there there are tons of fellow employees, tons of fellow superstars from more than just WWE, AEW, and, and everybody commenting already saying, you know, nobody deserves this more than Biggie. I mean, he's a loyal guy. He's he's one of the first NXT champions, and then he's stuck there with Ziggler and AJ Lee for a while, and then he, he's kind of played second fiddle up until recently when they finally gave him his own singles run. And when they finally did, I mean, it, it started off good, but then he kind of won the contract, and then he was kind of sold out in recent weeks, but then, of course, with this, the momentum, I mean, he's back up to the top. Uh, and I, I also want to point out that um, uh, Andrew Zarian, we all know who he is. He's a very good you know, and reliable reporter. If you remember a couple, a couple months ago, uh, the draft was originally supposed to be September 13th tonight, and, and he actually broke right after, right after Raw that – the original plan was for Biggie to cash in on the on the raw draft date, which would have been tonight, and they just stuck with with tonight anyway. I assume because it was the first one in that game. We don't know why, but the fact of the matter is, he cashed in. He won. You can't argue with the fact that the execution was at least fifty fifty. I mean, there. What I'm trying to say is, there's arguments to be made by both sides that Absolutely. can be that can be reliable, and. Yeah. And I'm fine with it at this point, but like you said, uh, and somebody commented to say that they didn't really look forward to next week or tease anything. I really think it's important that uh, after this Bobby Lashley rematch, which is likely ends, uh, the draft is right there then. I mean, they got one week until the draft. So, I mean, really, we have no idea where this is going next. And I think that makes for intriguing TV. Oh, absolutely. And kind of on that note, Hermit of talking about the, the brand aspect here, Hermit Dakar is saying, you know, what if Biggie uh, has to drop the title uh, because he's technically a member of SmackDown? No, like, you know, that they're, they're definitely not that strict about the brand split, but, uh, you know, he's probably, I would assume, moving to Raw because of this and, and you know, whether he gets quite. I, I do think he will bring the title to SmackDown at least this Friday. Uh, yeah. I think to kind of put a bow on it, you know. Yeah. That would make sense. It'd be a little abrupt to have him just kind of uh, leave like that. But, uh, you know, again, so many comments. There's definitely a lot of people have a lot to say about this. Uh, again, definitely, you know, they even though WWE had been uh, pretty much pretty clearly teasing Reigns and Biggie, that was kind of a, a red herring where, you know, Lashley versus Biggie had been, again, at least an option all along. 
Uh, and so, you know, the fact we got here tonight, all not all that surprising, uh, at least in that sense. You know, obviously, you have two world champions. Kind of, it's kind of like a 30-50 shot of which one you're going to cash in on. So, uh, Emmanuel Frega saying he doesn't care if the ex execution was all wrong. Uh, Big deserves a congrats. Uh, and I, I would agree, you know, yeah, we, we will talk a, more, a little more about some of the less than ideal aspects of it, but it's definitely a, a great thing, great way to close the show, and I, I liked it a lot here. Um, Sean Nakoff saying he would have rather had Biggie defeat Roman Reigns. I mean, I think at this point, um, yeah, I, I, I view them very similarly. I think Roman, uh, they, they have both been doing great. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, for me, Although I would say before tonight, I had thought that Biggie, or sorry, that Roman and Lashley were in the same boat, dominant champions. You, you'd want to see whoever dethroned them uh, have a pretty lengthy build up to that, you know, to really to really build them up like that. Uh, whereas Money in the Bank is you know, a little more short term. But even then, I was hoping to see a little more, a little more of a build up, having maybe you know, uh, we, you, uh, Sean, you, uh, John, you're talking about sorry, you're done with the draft there. And you could have maybe Biggie get drafted, maybe so. I don't know. I think there's some options in any number of things. Um, but again, the, the the big takeaways of this is a very good thing by and large here. Uh, Raul Jacob Sanchez saying kudos to WWE for making Biggie the champ finally. Uh, by and large, seems like a lot of people are happy about it. Likewise, D DC Hunt saying that Raw needs some fresh ideas. Having Biggie as a champion is, is a start to that, and I'll definitely agree. They need some fresh ideas and fresh faces. Uh, some just some fresh energy where it's like Biggie, obviously, it's like energy personified, like fun baby face meets uh legit badass in some ways. Like, he's just a reason. I think he's if, he's if this is more than, than a traditional reign, I think this is a very, very good thing. And that's kind of the next thing here, where uh, if part of the, the thinking is that this is a, a ratings pop trying to like boot, pop, pop, pop a number. Uh, how long will I have the title? Several comments were predicting that uh, Biggie could drop the title at Extreme Rules, just to kind of, again, have a little reign like that. I hope that's not the case. We, we've seen that Bobby so. Lashley have this dominant reign for months now, uh, and while this did feel abrupt uh, of having Biggie come over to Raw and then cash in, and just the way it all went down, uh, it did feel very... I would say reactive, you know, the, you know, we, all I mean, the, the fact that they had this match advertised for extreme roles and moved it to tonight just proves that it's, it was a reactionary move. I don't yeah. think you can argue that because they, they don't just advertise pay-per-view matches. And then, I mean, they do not deliver a lot of the time because they just magically disappear, but <laughs> that, to advertise it tonight of all nights, you knew something was going down. And then of course, this morning, he, Big E pretty much says, hey, you know, I'm coming to Raw and I'm cashing in. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's going to get screwed over or he's not actually going to cash it in. But there was always that you got to watch to see if he does. Exactly. And, and, I, and, I, and I actually thought they might have started the show with this because when they all came out at the beginning of the show, I was like, oh, they're going to start to try to keep eyeballs. Because, right. you know, right. Raw starts at 8, but the game doesn't start till like 8.20, 8.30. Right. So, you know, you're trying to keep those people, but. You know, we'll I, I I think that that seemed to be the, the case, but then uh, I think they 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 start off the show in a hot way where you had Lashley, Orton, and Biggie all out there, and that kind of left you wondering like, well, who is going to leave the title? And you're going to have to tune in at that point, presumably for the main event uh, for that. So kind of similarly here, we're talking about the pay per view, talking about Raw. Shawnikov saying that Biggie should have waited till Extreme Rules for the cash in would have been a sweeter moment. I mean, I think there's definitely something said for that. I mean, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, I used to love like the pay-per-view cash-ins where like I can think of um, CM Punk cashing in, Edge cashing in here and there, and like it creates this really fun moment on pay-per-view. But at the same time, having it on Raw, again, we're talking about trying to boost the numbers and, and, and infuse more more fun and, and energy and just uh, enjoyment overall into Raw here. And, and this was a great way to do that, you know, where you, you again, again, even though they had Biggie announced ahead of time, uh, pretty much giving it away. Uh, and then I think Biggie announced in the morning, and it may have been like mid afternoon, WWE like confirmed it. they saying, oh, he's saying he's going to cash in. Um, you know, again, not ideal in that sense, but uh, it definitely was a fun way to add a very, very fun and, and wholesome moment to the end of Raw. And I will not knock them for that. Uh, but now we're again, we're talking about what's what's next. Uh, and we've got a couple of comments about that. Steven Chambers wondering if we, if we get a triple threat match. I mean, I could see it, but at the same time, Orton lost fair and square. Like MVP got involved a little bit, but otherwise not really. Like this was all not a hundred percent clean, but I would say like 85%. Like, yeah, MVP was there. Yeah. He interviewed a little bit, but like Orton doesn't have a real big claim to a title rematch other than being the fact that Randy Orton. And as, as he said tonight, he's Randy freaking Orton. So if he want, if they want to go with that in storyline, 
I could do they, they could easily get there. But uh, at the same time, outside of that, Jess Mata saying he hopes that Drew McIntyre doesn't pop back in the title scene. And I'm, I want to say unfortunately, but the fact of the matter is, Bobby Lashley no longer being the champion, that would free up Drew McIntyre to, you know, to challenge for the title again. Is that that stipulation wouldn't be accurate? So I feel like that is really only a matter of time in some way. Um, hopefully not right away. I, I think there's meat on bone with Lashley. Uh, you could do Biggie versus Randy Orton. That'd be pretty darn cool in itself. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's just a, I like this a lot. You know, we could talk we could talk more about it a little bit, but um, I hope that he, that he gets a good ring with it. It's you know, I've said, been sitting here for a couple weeks now where I wanted to see him have a better run with a briefcase. You know, again to kind of build this up a little better. Um, but at the same time, you know, for the shock value, you know, it worked. You know, again, even for especially for going for. Uh, the va- in, in, in the vacuum where you don't even worry about what happens next. It's a great moment, uh, but likewise, Real Taker Sanchez saying that he hopes Biggie's reign lasts longer than Nikki A.S.H. I mean, Nikki A.S.H. cashed in on Charlotte Flair. That was the night after Money in the Bank, I believe. So, uh, and she she only had it for roughly a month. So that's you know, call it about a month of a reign. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I definitely hope that's the case. This, to me, not to differentiate it, but this is the WWE championship. Like this is the, in theory, the company's top prize. So like, yeah, yeah I, I want to see them have uh, a little more of a, of a solid reign there. Um, but yeah, definitely the big question here is what does happen next. And, you know, to me, uh, this does create at least uh, we're seeing one comment here, uh, some speculation about the new day. We've got one comment earlier about, you know, maybe Kofi, Kofi kicks is turning heel. Now Jim Greenson, do you think they'll have Woods play the Joss angle, turn him heel? Cause he's the only one that has not won the title. I mean, I guess that begs the question, John. What what does this mean for the New Day? Because now, in theory, Biggie will be back on Raw for now, and the New Day's back on. The New Day has been on Raw for now. Are we going to see the New Day reunited as as a group here, even with Biggie the champion, or, or are they gonna, or are they going to split up again? Like, what 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 do you think will slash should happen? Uh, what do I think will happen? I think that Biggie will stay on Raw, and I think that well, because people have already been contemplating. Well, what if you switch the champions and have Roman go to Raw and Biggie go to SmackDown? Like Fox has not given up Roman Reigns anytime soon. Uh, so as far as I think, uh, as what will happen, I think that New Day, as far as Kofi and Xavier, I think they're going to go to SmackDown. I really do. Uh, while Biggie stays on Raw. Now, do I think that Xavier should be turning and challenging for the title? No, I, I that wouldn't make sense to me. Kofi, maybe Xavier, just he he's never really been a viable threat for a title. I think King of the Ring might be his opportunity to make a name for himself. That's what he's been looking forward to for two years. He has to at least be in it, I would hope. Yeah. Uh, so well, we'll see so. what goes on there, but I don't think they're going to break up. I don't think they should break up. Uh, I think they should just continue what they're doing now and kind of go their own separate ways while always, you know, doing those quick appearances every couple months to, to just show that, you know, they're still unified. Yeah. And, and I mean, and one, I mean, I guess I, I will say maybe as a compromise, hopefully we'll have the big, uh, the new day back together for like this, it's a little less than a month at this point, but you know, to kind of recreate a little bit of that, uh, I don't know if nostalgia is the right word because they're not, they're not that old, but you know what I mean. Where having the, the new day back together, that that, that wholesome uh, reunion tour there for call it roughly a month, and then then the draft. And although it might be a little uh, disappointing to see uh, the, the new day split up again, they're not splitting up again. As you said, John, they could just continue doing as they have been, and I think that'd be fine too. So um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot they can do here. I firmly hope that this will be a solid range for Biggie. I could sit here talk about this all night. But I guess to put a bow on it, I like this a lot. The execution was, was not perfect. If I if it if I had my druthers, I would say I would have preferred them to build it up a little more and not uh, announce it like that ahead of time. Uh, you know, because that would that definitely did feel a little abrupt. But this is this is a very very good thing. I think it's good for all. It, it, it you know fuel it, it adds uh, excitement and just Biggie. Everyone loves Biggie. Like it feels like he's a very very kind of universally liked guy uh, from fans, from wrestlers, just all around. So I think that's a very good thing. Not to say that Bobby Lashley wasn't by any means. I'm saying like it's literally baby face and heel. Like everybody loves Biggie. You're supposed to love Biggie. So you're, you're supposed to feel so happy when, when he does win. And people were happy when Bobby Lashley won as well. But it is a little different. So this was great. I liked it a lot. Um, not going to try and focus too much on the negatives here. But uh, could have been done better. Yes, but I liked it a lot. So 
Uh, something that uh, we talked were talking about this very, very nice thing that wasn't exactly perfect. Another kind of mixed bag of a thing was Alexa Bliss uh, had a segment with a Charlotte Flair. Now we know they'll be facing off at Extreme Rules. Charlotte defeated Shayna Baszler in a non, I guess you should say a championship contender match, which is really stupid. Uh, it's just a non-title match, but um, a good match. And at the very least, John, you, I'm sure you know that I'm thrilled about this. This is pretty much one of the final nails in the coffin, seemingly, of uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax basically... Uh, cost chain of the match here, just as Shannon cost Nia last week. So uh, WWE officially announced they will be facing off next week in a singles match. I would hope that will be the end of it. Just move on, please. Uh, please just do it. Uh, Charlotte had a good line where she said that Shayna won't be able to reach uh, her level while she's carrying around dead weight. Pretty clearly uh, saying that about Jax. Um, so this was a very good match. And to me, it's, it was only bittersweet because it could have been even better had Baszler been booked better where it's like, you know, she'd been uh, handled as a legitimate star, she could have felt like a real, really big deal by now, whereas she's, for even just this year alone, she's taken loss after loss after loss, so then you put her in there with Charlotte Flair, yeah, it's a great match, but, like, you don't really think she's going to win, and that's just, that's something that uh, WWE unfortunately does more often than not here, but the big story came out from that, so Charlotte won, Nijax distracted her, uh, and as Eddie Zahari is saying, the crowd was hyped up for Alexa Bliss. The crowd was hyped up all night tonight. That definitely made tonight even more fun. But specifically, yes, uh, Charlotte Flair won the match. Alexa Bliss comes down. She has a present, literally, literally a gift box in her hands, and says she wants to give Charlotte a present for uh, accepting her title match. And in the box, John, is a Lily doll. But it's not just a Lily doll. Charlie it's a doll. Charlie doll, which is basically, it is a Lily doll that literally it looks like Charlotte Flair. It's got a robe. It's got uh, a blonde wig. John, I think within, to exaggerate, I'll say a half hour, but within the hour, this thing was on uh, WWE shop, as Nesterius is pointing out. What? I missed that. Oh, yeah. Look, look it up. It's, it's hysterical. It's $40. Oh. It's on WWE shop. What's more uh, expensive than the regular one? My gosh. Yeah. Uh, regular and, one's only 30 <laughs> And Alexa basically said, oh, you know, everyone needs a friend, even a narcissistic biatch like you, if you pardon my language. But, um, yeah, I, I thought this was fun. I, I, weirdly enough, I don't know if they were trying to, but they got a yes chant going, which is very weird because Dan O'Brien doesn't even go here anymore. Um, well, that was kind of what, strange. Um, again, it felt intentional, but the, Charlotte quickly shut it down, where basically I think uh, she was trying, Alexa was trying to give her the gift, and uh, Charlotte said no, and Alexa said yes, and they they did that like two or three times, and they're very clearly kind of setting that up there. Um, and in the end, Charlotte took the gift and said uh, she'll, she'll give uh, uh, Alexa uh, uh, one of her action figures once she gets locked up in the padded room. Yikes. <laughs> and just, uh, Alexa, they, they, they fought, and then Alexa stood tall. I'm looking forward to this match in the pay-per-view. I said it when they first uh, kind of teased this match a couple weeks ago. It's very, very fun clash of personalities. Um, you know, it's, you've got, like, it's the queen and this, like, twisted bliss fiend-like character uh, for Alexa Bliss. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm very much rooting for Alexa Bliss. And, yes, that's not great for the title because it's changed hands um, several times here, uh, even since Money in the Bank. Uh, but Alexa Bliss deserves it. She's overdue. I want to see it happen. I've been hoping it's going to happen literally since January, if not longer. So uh, I hope to see that happen next year. Rolls. Throw, throw a stipulation in there uh, to you know make it even more interesting. But it doesn't even really need it. It's just that their, their personalities are that strong. Uh, I'm not sure thinks she, she thinks Alexa might win. What are you thinking about Char the Charlie doll? about uh, Charlotte and Alexa and about the, their upcoming match at the pay-per-view, Jen. Oh, boy. This is a, a very I, – and I did look it up, and, of course, it is there. It's, it's 39 <laughs> Very intriguing. Um, I think Charlotte will win at least the first match between the two, although there's, there's a – WWE doesn't really use the hometown effect very often, but Alexa Bliss is from Columbus, and Extreme Rules is in Columbus, so it's – I mean – you have to at least think about that. I guess Charlotte is the heel here from what I've been. I mean, it's hard to really say who's who in the story. Not that it matters, but uh, I got to say Charlotte wins at least the first one. As far as tonight goes. Yeah. I mean, they, they did pretty good at building it up as far as with what they have to work with. And then the Shane and Nia stuff, finally putting that to rest next week. I know you're happy about that. Oh yeah. 
I, I really hope Shayna looks dominant. I think Shayna needs to win more than Nia does, so that'll be interesting there. Uh, let's let's talk about that real briefly here. Uh, for that match next week, uh, do you have a preference on who comes out? Oh, on I have top? a preference, I mean, John. I have a me. very firm preference, and I'm very very scared. We're not scared, concerned. I'll say uh, that it will be the exact same where WWE like, never lets Nia Jack, or I should say, very very rarely lets Nia Jax lose cleanly. But my gosh, Shayna Baszler needs to win. Ideally, she'll look dominant in doing so. Um, if not, or even if she does win, have her win there and then ship her off to SmackDown. Fresh coat of paint. She definitely needs it. Have her uh, eventually, you know, face Bianca Blair and even Becky Lynch. I know her people. I definitely think that she needs that. Um, oh my gosh, man. I just, I've been saying it for months. Like, she's just, she's so good. She deserves so much better than this. And, and if she loses next week, I will be pretty darn upset because, like, you know, Nijax, like, yeah, she's okay. She's she's had her chance. She she really challenged her title. I think that was, was last week, two weeks ago. She's you know she's had her time and she'll get it again. I'm not saying that. Like that's fine. But you know, give Shayna give Shayna a shot. You know, she she's been as I said earlier booked horribly. Uh, I can't even recall the last time she won a match on her own. Um, the loss after loss. Every time it's she and Naya have a tie team match. I think she takes the pin, which is not great. Um, so yeah, we're getting some several uh, comments saying that uh, Shayna should win, Hermit Car Green as well. Um, move Nia to AW. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they'd uh, call her number, but I could be wrong on that one. Finish on Nando saying that uh, Shayna, uh, he hoped Shayna would win in that case. Um, another comment saying from Steven saying that the one of them has to go to SmackDown. It's got to be Shayna. Like not Nia. One uh, of them's definitely going. Yeah. Yeah, and for not for Nia, like. Pretty darn in the WWE's logic sense, pretty easy to build her back up, give her a couple dominant wins and whatever. But Shayna, I really think we're in a like a, she cannot lose situation where it's like she does like stick a fork in her. Like she's just I don't think you can come back from that. Like I'm sorry. Um, my gosh, yeah. One day they announced that match, my, and my immediate thought was like, all right, Shayna needs the win, but she still needs to go to SmackDown because I think there's this 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 very. Uh, permanent stink of, of how she's been handling on raw like that so uh, i definitely hope to see her go to smackdown and just you know again get a new lease on her main roster run here uh, on the flip side you know gavin coombs saying that we could have bliss feud of uh bliss feud with shayna on raw presumably um possible but again i feel i feel like perception is reality the more we see shayna on raw here like the more we i i've least from myself I'm, I'm thinking of all those losses all, all that Pretty poor booking, and ironically, part of that uh, extends to SmackDown as well, because when they're the tag champions, they're on both brands. But she has been a, a Raw superstar for for months now, so um, yeah, I, I definitely hope to see that. Nando wondering uh, again what about Shannon going to SmackDown, putting her with Becky Lynch, maybe having you know maybe even forming a new Four Horsewomen. I don't know about that. I think they could have a, an alliance of some sort. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be interesting. And right, obviously, we know that Becky Lynch is, is trying to establish her heel character. Uh, we, we can talk a little more about the draft if we have time later. But I mean, among others, I think Shayna Baszler definitely at the top of my list for people I want to see uh, move brands to, across both around SmackDown. I think she very much needs it. Um, but speaking of which, we saw, so we had Charlotte Flair, we had this match, and then we had the Alexa Bliss bit here. And we also, I think we had four women's matches tonight, which is a very, very good uh, bounce back from the episode of SmackDown with zero. So that's a very, very good thing. Um, and, you know, that's one of the perks of having a three-hour show is that you have time. Like, when you, I, when you have a two-hour show, sometimes uh, Robert and I were talking about on Saturday, like, would you rather have kind of a, a fairly meaningless five-minute match or... You know, I hate to say it, but if that's what get, if that's what gets cut, that's what gets cut. But here, you've got three hours. My gosh, you better you know make use of it and, and utilize the very very talented women's division. And they did. They had four matches like that. So um, we saw uh, Charlotte versus Shayna. We we saw Dewdrop defeat Eve Marie. Not too much to write home about there. It seemed like a, a, a conclusion where Dewdrop won, and that's that was about it. Uh, and also, we had a back to back series of matches of Nikki Ash. Uh, versus Tamina and Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. They announced Rhea and Natalia earlier, but then they had a backstage brawl and they set up Nikki and Tamina. One downside was they, they kind of messed up the ending for Nikki and Tamina, where like the, the, the announcer announced Tamina as the winner and then Tamina attacked Nikki right after the match. And I was like, okay, that like, and that'd be fine. You could say, oh, you know, she, she wants to add insult to injury. But then the announcer's like, oh, she's furious. 
and she was announced as the winner. So a little, a little bit of a, of a you know, hate to say botch, but it, it was a botch. Um, yeah. At one point, I think uh, Sean Razap of Fightful tweeted that Nikki had uh, been escorted to the back after her match, and thankfully she seems to be okay. She came back out to ringside. Not too, not so the same way, nothing too, too serious there. So that's a very, very good thing. Um, but yeah, Rhea Ray, and Nikki, uh, other than that, than the, the botched ending there, they both won. And I tweeted, oh, surely that means they're going to get a title shot. But lo and behold, John, if you remember, uh, Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart beat them in a tag team match two months ago, three months ago, and they, they never got a title shot. Three so. times. You know, I think that was multiple times. So uh, not sure what's going on there, but um, yeah, I guess if we're, we, I try to stay in the here and now, I'll get tonight. I'm like, all right, they they beat them in in two singles matches. Maybe we get a, a tag match next week, and then that sets one of our wonderful championship contender matches, and, and that might set up uh, a title match, maybe. But who knows, man? I, I don't know. Um, I just want things to make sense. That's all I want. If you're gonna have them win like that. Um, you know, make it matter and be like, all right, you know, then you get a title shot, plain and simple. Um, but kind of on that note, Stephen Chambers saying he wants to see more teams in the division, but it also does call Rhea and Nikki future champions. And I think we talked, I may have talked about this last week, uh, but, you know, because they, they're definitely getting booked pretty strongly uh, by and large here. What do you think that Rhea and Nikki could be, could be future champions, next champions, or is this just kind of like the flip side of RK Bro, where they're, they're going to implode before they, they reach the, that pinnacle? Uh, I think they will probably stay together up until that point. Um, I think Shotzi should uh, be ahead of the line, though. Uh, it's very interesting that we don't really have any direction with this division at all. I mean, what do you, where do you think we're going here? I don't know. I mean, ironically, uh, Shayna and Nia were kind of uh, the the the. I don't know, like the foundation of it in a way. They, they, they're the two-time champions. They have been together for like a year. So immediately, not in a good way, but like you could always just kind of like throw them out there and, and you know, either give them the titles, have them challenge the titles. Like at least then you kind of know what to expect. I don't know. Like they don't, let's let's think about it. They have Rhea and uh, Nikki A.S.H. They've got uh, Tony Storm and, oh, sorry, uh, Shots Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Heck, maybe give Tony Storm a partner. Um <laughs> I think yeah, that's exactly. It. I think that's think, it. Um, so I guess they, they could uh, bring people from NXT. If you think about the draft, um, I guess you could maybe form new teams in that in that in that way by moving moving people around. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel like at this point the the easiest answer is to say they'll just make some uh, you know some some. Random teams of like, likewise, Stephen Chambers saying Zelina Vega and Carmella could be a good team. I mean, we've seen them kind of join forces on SmackDown a couple of times, so that's something. Although they've both lost pretty much every match they've been in recent months, so they don't have a whole lot of cre- credibility, at least in terms of what have you done for me lately. Um, we know this woman's division is very, very talented, but if, if you're talking about the, we're trying to figure out this tag division, uh, but like in, in a way, you've got Naomi, Naomi doing nothing as well. Uh, I think that's an option. Um, there's a lot they could do. I just, I don't know. Like, you know, I've maybe after this Bianca Blair, uh, Becky Lynch shoot, maybe do Naomi and Bianca. I, I just don't know. I, you know, there, there, there's a way to maximize a lot of this talent, but I don't know what the best ways are. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I, I think that the, they, I, I, we, I think it's, it's the tough balance of like, you don't want to raid NXT too much, but They've, they've still got a pretty deep division, so maybe bring up some of the top stars there. If you think about Raquel, Yoshirai, and uh, try and you know just restock this division because again, even in, in, in a single sense and especially the tag team sense, they definitely need it. So, um, but likewise here, Varel Taker Sanchez is wondering if we could form a a new four horsewomen based on the talent we've currently got. I'm assuming you mean like kind of other than the actual group. Um, I mean, I think if, in theory, I would say Bianca Belair, um, maybe Ray Ripley. Um, at least, at least looking forward, like assuming they they get better and better and, and rack up more accomplishments in the next two three years. Bianca, Rhea, uh, maybe Naomi, but she hasn't been booked that great. Yeah, it's tough. I think I think the the whole appeal of the four four horsemen is that they are. Uh, 
that damn good that they that they are like unmatched that you can't replace them you can't follow them uh that they'll never be topped uh but nando suggesting Shayna baszler uh tony storm ray ripley uh kind of as a trio to compliment becky uh, as like a rick flair character now there's something said for that you move uh, you move Shayna and ripley over to smackdown and have you know and that, that was the thing about the, the the actual four horsemen is that they had they kind of uh, had some uh, like key members and then you kind of swap in new members so maybe you don't need a whole group entirely but i think you know we're not going to see anything too too crazy like that because in a lot of ways the four horsemen have become more of a talking point not like not an actual like on-screen thing so uh regard all things put together here i think uh the draft will be a big big help for the women's division in general for the singles title title scene for the tag title scene so uh, i agree thankfully we are very very close to that literally less than a month here so speaking of which i think the draft could be very very good for the tag division even though on the raw side it's, it's been looking pretty good lately we had the tag tomorrow match which literally, literally took up one third of the show last week and this week they had a like an eight-man tag team showdown i think they think they're billing it as uh it was the new day and mansoor along with mustafa ali versus aj styles almost and uh, mace and t-bar uh, and DJ Cassidy is wondering what we think about that almost babyface pop. I mean, I said it last week, but they almost against all odds. Like they, this is one of the one of the best examples of someone that they've really treated well, that they have protected, that they have you know avoided book, booking stupidly, having him take stupid losses. Um, he looks dominant, and then you know very organically you kind of have him get popular. Last week he he kind of briefly squares off with the WWE champion, and it feels like a big deal. Like this is uh, fundamental wrestling, basic wrestling at its finest, where it's just like that's how you make new stars. Something that WWE has been criticized for for a long time, uh, and not to say almost will be the next big thing necessarily, but he literally is a, a big dude. Um, I think this is cool. You know, people are liking him. Uh, you know, he got a big pop as Raul is pointing out. He got a big pop when he faced off Flashly. Uh, so maybe as a long-term kind of thing, I don't know how long-term, but I think the all the, the, the potential is there where he's got the, the size, he's got the look and the presence. Like they, they could, they've got some with him. And if they continue to do as they have been and really kind of um, keep keep doing, you know, make him look strong, I think the sky's the limit. I mean, uh, Nestor thinks he's not a fan, but I think he's, I don't say he's, I don't, if not, if not, they great. they are building him up to be a monster. I think it's that that speaks volumes. The fact that they're making him look so good. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about Biggie and that not being perfect, but uh, there there are plenty of things WWE is doing fairly well right now, and I think almost is definitely at the top of that list. Getting two. Not sure how to think about them comparisons. Herman Takara comparing almost to the uh, the next big show. And that could be uh, a good or bad thing. And uh, in the same, in a similar way, Stephen Chambers saying almost could be the next Braun Strowman. Um, yeah, both of those are, are <laughs> kind of bittersweet comparisons there. Uh, and now just saying he's almost sold on him. Very nice pun there. Uh, and just not agreeing that almost is on the Braun path of the Braun path of. You know, I would being, agree with that. The Wyatt family and slowly you know, becoming a breakout star. I could see that. You know, maybe somewhere down the road he faces off against AJ Styles. So. Um, yeah, we're talking, you know, a while, a while down the road here, but I think, I think he, he could be pretty darn good. So, uh, otherwise here, one big thing we had tonight was the, the United States championship match between Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy, who one week ago had been relegated to the 24 seven title scene. Speaking of which briefly a, a tangent here, Drake Maverick is back on raw. I talked about it a bit last week, but he, he made an unexpected cameo last week, uh, where he, uh, kind of Confronted, I guess, flight by the word, our truth, uh, and the the one of the great, maybe the the second greatest twenty four seven champion of all time, Drake Maverick. Tonight, he was helping our truth and Akira Tozawa try and scheme and get the title back from uh, Reggie. And oh, th this popped me like like Drake was dressed in a suit. He's and he's got his accent. Like I don't know, it's fun. Like uh, like 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 we we're saying about Reggie when he won the title, just adding the or uh, re-adding the, these characters to the scene. Uh, just keep it fresh. That's all I want. You know, for months we all we had was Truth and Akira and a couple of things here and there. Other than the um, the, the 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 gang of contenders constantly chasing the champion, but you know, you have Reggie as a champion. Bring Drake Drake back. I think that's pretty darn fun. Uh, not just saying that Reggie's days are numbers. Uh, Reggie's days are numbered. I don't think so. Because speaking of numbers, this man 
continues to freaking set TikTok records. Everybody loves seeing him flip. I think WWE is going to continue to capitalize on that. Not that he needs, not that he needs a championship for that, but um, I think you know we're we're going to continue on with this for at least for now, uh, and hopefully some, at some point, someday, our truth will get his baby back, as uh, Nasha is pointing out here. But yes, Jeff Hardy was back in the title scene here. And that was a very, very good thing. I know what, uh, myself included, many people were upset last week when he was, uh, again, relegated to the, the 24-7 title scene. John, you and I talked about it, you know, I think even before, the, before Live Fans returned, especially after Live Fans returned, people like Jeff Hardy, all right? This man is a living legend. Uh, you can't knock, you cannot take that away from him. He, is, he will be a future Hall of Famer uh, when it's all said and done. Former WWE champion, former world champion, um, like, and yet to have them in the 24-7 title scene, not great. But kind of like the, the women's, you know, having the four women's matches tonight, it felt like did we kind of listen because they're like, all right, you know, yeah, that's not great. But how about this? How about we have him in the U.S. title match against our the new our new favorite toy in some ways, Damian Priest, uh, for, for the U.S. title. So it makes the title look good. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. Again, kind of the present versus the, in some ways, the past and Jeff Hardy. And Jeff Hardy can still go, all right? Like, this was a very good match. I liked it. In some ways, I was like, "Why didn't we? Why are why are we not getting this at the pay per view instead of Sheamus and Damian Priest again?" But uh, kind of as we saw earlier on with the the WWE title, maybe you could get a triple threat match. I don't know. But again, he lost clean, you know, fair and square. Not not too much of a leg of stand on there. But um, Nesha Curse saying that it definitely was another great match. I enjoyed it. What do you think about Jeff being in the title scene and maybe where he goes from here? I think he needs a change of scenery, uh, whether that be to SmackDown or maybe when the rosters are shaken up enough that it'll be fine if he just stays where he's at now. But I'd like to see him use a little more and how profile matches and actually win instead of losing every time. I think that's important. Uh, I, I'd like to see him have one more good solo run, uh, and I really hope that the, he can at least have a relevant feud if it's not for a title. Yeah. I would agree, you know, and just even just judging off the the fan response tonight, people it was he got a big reaction. People very clearly uh, still like right behind this guy. They like him again. He's a legend. And kind of on that note, just not wondering if if we see Jeff getting inducted twice, once as a solo, once as a Hardy Boy. I mean, I would think so. I mean, he's, he's not. He's had, no, he has not been a, a WWE lifer, but he, he he's he had a good run. He came back. He left and came, and he came back. Um, I think, you know, and obviously Matt Hardy being in AEW complicates that. Ten years down the road, I think things will be different in that, you know, there'll be less of this, like, animosity of, like, oh, they're in AEW. Like, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't talk to them anymore. I, I think you can't necessarily, like, ignore the Hardy Boys' legacy as one of the defining teams of the Agit era, as one of those teams right up there with Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys that changed the game, uh, a team that was very much, like, again, featured in the in Agit era, so... Yeah, I, I think there, the day will come where Jeff and Matt both will, will take the place in the Hall of Fame. And I think especially Jeff would be a contender for for a single uh, as a singles uh, induction there. So uh, I'd be, I, in some ways, I'd, I'd be surprised if he didn't. That's just how, how, how impressive of a legacy he has. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that, that will be the case at some point, um, some, someday, someday. Um, Absolutely. You know, but no, I, I at the very least, title or no title, I would agree with you, John, that I hope to see him have a relevant feud because you know, for, for weeks he was doing nothing and then he was in the 24 7 title scene. Hopefully, kind of coming out tonight, he'll, he'll just do something. And whether that's uh, Stephen Chambers saying he'd like to see Jeff team with John Morrison, and I, I want to see him as a singles guy, like you know, he we, we know he can go as a tag team, uh, tag team specialist in, in many ways, but um. There's a lot more that you can do. So otherwise here, I think we've run through most of the big things. Looking at my notes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 the one big, there was one big story about a certain NXT superstar whose contract is expiring, but I don't want to give that away because we're going to talk about that and all things NXT tomorrow on the NXT post show. Uh, but I guess I will say, because it became, I think, official over the weekend, as DJ Cassidy is asking about uh, the newest WWE signee, uh, Olympian Gable Stevenson is officially... You know, the, the contract is signed and uh, it's the first i think nil contract is it's a new agreement where the college athletes can sign uh, uh professional agreements like this so you know that's definitely a big get for him and definitely part of the narrative here is that he's got big shoes to fill where the everyone will quickly compare him to kurt angle or kind of holding up hold him up to that standard which is impossible to meet um but i think he's very very talented uh, obviously his wrestling background speaks for itself you never know. You never know 
how someone will transition into pro wrestling. It's a crazy world. It's a crazy oh, business. Yeah. You, you've got plenty of people that uh, have transitioned. I mean, Chad Gable is great, criminally underrated. Um, and many other people as well. And I can't even think of off the top of my head, but I mean, as it, one of the very, very best uh, amateur wrestlers in the world, he's definitely got the, the physical skills there. So I think I read that he's expected to come up to the main roster next year. And then they're going to have like a, a training facility out by him when it where he's at school or something to that effect. So they're going to try and like kind of bring him up to speed. Uh, and it might be rough at first, but I think that the, the, the day may come when, you know, he could definitely be, you know, be, be impressing us. So um, what, do, what do you think about Stevenson and, uh, kind of his 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 potential i guess this is a very big get for wwe and i'm excited to see where he takes his career obviously he revealed it's going to be a three-year deal full-time that kicks in at the end of his college career i think the sky's the limit for this guy i think he he definitely he has the capability to be i know people have compared him to, to kurt angle uh i think he could be even further and possibly be like a brock lesnar type guy I really think he's that big of a deal, and I think he, if he puts his mind in the right place, I think he's going to be. Just, it's going to be. It's going to be very good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think you know he's definitely got the tools. I think he's got the the physical skills he needs, and obviously, the, again, that background speaks for itself. Um, and I think you know WWE's got great trainers, and then they're going to help to be. You know, they, they, that's the best way you could possibly kind of break into business like that. So. Um, you know, definitely uh, there, there are plenty of examples of uh, that, that amateur background making a big difference, not to pointing that out and saying that Gable is a brute. Uh, also, the gate, I'm not sure you saw much Chad Gable or Gable, uh, Gable Stevenson, I, Stevenson, I imagine, as a blue chipper for sure. Um, and there's any number of things you could do do with him. I'll put him with the Academy. Chad, as we were talking about Chad Gable here, I think that'd be a pretty fun fit. Um, in, in theory, maybe even if they can get Kurt Angle back and mentor him, that'd, that'd be pretty darn cool on paper. Um, yeah, I think it's a very, very good thing, especially just in the general sense that, I mean, not to, I'm not going to get in the weeds here, but AW has been getting a lot of buzz, all these, all these acquisitions, and uh, Gable Stevenson quickly became like one of these big, not free agents because he could have gone anywhere. Like he, he there's interest in, in UFC, MMA, even the NFL. I think was interested in at one point. Uh, so nobody knew what what he was really gonna do, and he chose WWE because he's, he's a big fan. He's talking about how he how he thinks he'll be a Paul Heyman guy. I think that could that could be something as well. Uh, kind of recreating history with Heyman and Brock Lesnar. That could be something pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big get where it's like it still kind of shows WWE is you know. Or very much is a destination. So I'm excited to see what he does. I think he's got a lot of potential, uh, and that's still a, a little bit ways away here. Uh, but the, the day will be here before we know it, where he will be presumably on our screens. So we're able to see what he's got. Uh, with that here, John, all things being equal, we got Biggie winning the title night. We've got uh, we got a, a WWE title match. We got a US title match. We got Alexa Bliss uh, bringing out Charlie. Um, and you know, otherwise, not the most eventful raw, but I think definitely bookended by a fun opening segment and then Biggie winning title in the end, uh, along with some other things. Karrion Cross actually having a good promo for once, so that was pretty pretty nice to see. Um, all this all this put together, uh, I thought it was a pretty darn good show, especially uh, carried by admittedly the imperfect ending, but a, a good ending nonetheless. What 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 would you think? Kind of the overall thoughts and your rating for the show. Oh boy, I'm gonna go with a seven point two five out of ten tonight. Uh, I thought the big emo was clearly the best part of the night. I think it got the best reaction of the night. But the rest of the show, I mean, you got kind of a lackluster build, the same old, same old. Uh, I really want the draft to get here. <laughs> oh, big time, big time. Yeah, that we are very, very, we're painfully close. We still got a couple weeks to go here, but. Before I know it, it'll be here, and I very much hope it'll be kind of a, a, reshuff, a reshuffling of the deck as it should be. Uh, but in the meantime, definitely, I would say tonight was a good one. Again, in the, however long it lasts, who knows, but it was a good way to kind of just shake it up and, uh, you know, again, add some new energy and new life to Raw in general here. DJ Gassi giving it a 10 out of 10. Very, very nice there. Uh, friends from Nando of a 7.5 dog. I feel like he's been giving us a lot of those lately. Uh, Rail Taker Sanders was a solid 7.3, much better than last week. 8.5 from Herman Takar. Uh, 7.5 from Jesse Mata. Another comment saying it was better than last week from Stephen Chambers with a 7.5. Nesha Chris giving it a 9. 9 out of 10 there. 
uh, and we'll rock with a 9.10, or maybe 9 out of 10. Um, I want to rate it highly because I really did like the Biggie cash in and kind of, uh, I think you, uh, people seem in a seemingly kind of rough range with Gavin with a 7.5 here as well. Hopefully the draft will change the storylines and I would agree. You know, from my gut instinct, it's, it's an 8.5 and it's high, but it's very much carried by Biggie winning as imperfect as it was. I, I liked it a lot. It literally brought me to tears. It was fun. It was good. It warmed my heart. It was good stuff. Uh, for a show that has not done that for me for, for a while, that's a very, very good thing. Um, I like the US, the US title match. I, I'm very much on board with Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. We're all doing good things. You know, it's definitely, uh, we had some a, a, a rough period there uh, or in the year. I feel we're kind of, you know, on a fairly consistent track here by and large, and especially with Biggie winning the title, I think they're, they're, things could get even better. Uh, and likewise here, Talking about that, you know, that kind of rough range. Kemte with a 7.7. .7. So a fairly good show. Uh, and uh, immediately, Biggie, Biggie uh, winning title definitely uh, threw a wrench in what we thought we could expect. Now, tomorrow night, we have no idea what to expect because the new NXT will arrive. We're going to have a lot to talk about, and I don't want to get into it right now. We want to leave you guys waiting on that one. You'll have to tune in. We're going to talk about uh, Johnny Gargano's contract expiring. My gosh, Papa John, don't go. We're going to talk about Samoa Joe. Uh, relinquishing the NXT title, heartbreaking stuff there, my gosh. Uh, and of course, the big, the, the headline story, and, and uh, among those, uh, that the, it will be the new NXT, and we don't know what to expect there. Uh, and on top of that, the index wedding, my gosh, I hope that all works out, and I am very, very nervous to see how that goes. Um, but it'll be, it'll be interesting at the very least. And it also an NXT Women's Chambers match as well. Thank you for reminding me, Stephen Chambers, uh, between Raquel Gonzalez and Frankie. It should be a very good show. And uh, we will crown a new NXT champion. Uh, and as Real Taker, Real Taker Sanchez is saying very, very uh, politically, all eyes will be on NXT 2.0. And I would agree. Uh, it's going to be good. Uh, or well, I can't even say that. It's going to be something. It's going to be uh, exciting. There will be a lot to talk about either way. So I'm looking forward to it. John, you'll not be here to talk about it on Tuesday night, uh, live here on WrestleZone for our, our YouTube and face, Facebook, and as well as our Twitter page here. So make sure to tune in because, yeah, so much to talk about. Otherwise, the Dynamite Dudes attitude cover all things AEW. Robert DeVlis and I will be here on uh, Saturday to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. And that's reminding me, I got to get the new logo for NXT because it's a whole new color scheme. Got to get that, get, get, get the ball rolling on that one. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, uh, a great great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Uh, my interview with Big Damo, Killian Dame, went out today. Make sure to check that out. I recently interviewed uh, former Ring of Honor World Champion Matt Taven. Bill Pierce recently interviewed CM Punk and Paul White. Make sure, make sure to check those out. Uh, lots of good stuff, all of it available on our, on all of our platforms. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. So And, and remember... Whether you loved Biggie's cash-in or if you were a little more uh, conscious of the flaws, uh, we try to do one thing here above all others, and that is what, John? We do the one thing here above all of this matter what? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.